for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you were an audience member for happy hour pricing March 2nd through 6th at Asiento, 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out, featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu. This is the perfect place. All right, guys. Welcome to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Come on, start clapping for yourselves. While you're grabbing beers, figuring it out, you need a bottle opener, I got you right here. You got it? All right. How you guys doing? They'll start coming in from outside in a second. Don't worry. They'll start hearing it. They'll start hearing it. I am not Pam Benjamin. I am Ethan Albers. I'll be your host for this evening. So go ahead and clap for me. How you doing, Ed Ant? I'm going to wrangle some troops a little bit. Wrangle some troops. Wrangling troops. You're first, by the way. Come on in there, guys. Go on in here. Some jokes. We're going to get some people together for some jokes. Jokey jokes. Jokey jokes. Joke. $5. I guess before we get started, a uh, big round of applause for David in there running ones and twos. Big guy. Good guy. And also, big round of applause for Connor Doorman Doherty right there, collecting money right there. This is a good show, guys. I'm excited to be on it. Uh, a lot of phenomenal comics, a lot of really good comics, myself included, pretty amazing, pretty good, pretty good. I realize it's like, I don't know, I, like I was walking around earlier and uh, I overheard a man uh, say, man, I don't know how you do that, man, I don't, to his, like his friend, I don't know how you do that, I don't know how you do small talk, man. And it's like, what the, f if he doesn't do, he's like, I don't do small talk. I'm like, what the fuck? If this guy doesn't do small talk, what's he do? Just big talk, right? <laughs> Imagine working with this guy. You're going into work, you're like, hey, good morning, Bill. What's the meaning of life? Jesus Christ, Bill. What are you doing this weekend, Bill? What's your views on abortion? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Bill, you're not coming to my barbecue. You're not doing that. We're drinking. That's cool. We're all drinking. You're drinking. He's drinking. Everybody else is drinking. That's good. You should be throwing them back. Uh, I try not to drink. I don't really uh, do that much because uh, of uh, medical reasons, medicine reasons. No, it's, it's true. Like this like crazy thing happens every time I drink. Um, I get punched in my face every single time because I'm an asshole when I drink. You see that? So like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, this is how bad I was at drinking, guys. I got kicked out of a bar in West Oakland one time for aggressively swing dancing. I was like, I'm going to dip you. They're like, get the fuck out, dude. It's hip-hop night. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jesus. I, uh, I had an encounter the last time I drank. Uh, it was a weird one. Uh, I was coming out of a bar. Uh, I was all fucked up. And... Um, I overhear this guy yell, uh, oxycodone, and I'm like, oh, I'm all fucked up. I'm like, those go great when you're fucked up, right? Oxy and codeine are amazing. If you guys have ever done them, I highly admit it. Try it tonight. That's all I'm saying. So I go, how much? He goes, 20 for five. 20 for five. And so I'm like, that's a good fucking price. This, like, this is a good price. That's a good price. So I'm like, hey, here's my money, man. He goes, cool. Follow me to uh, my car. 
I'm like, okay. So I started like walking with him. And then like something comes over me and like the, you know, like the conscience inside you or something. And I go, wait, this guy's going to beat me up. That's what's going to happen. That's a bad drug dealer in case you guys don't know. That's a very bad drug dealer. So I stopped directly in front of my building where I was uh, living at the time. And I go, uh, like an adult, I go, I want my money back. And him being a drug dealer goes, no, dude. But you could wait right here. I'll run and go get the drugs, and I'll be back in just a few minutes. That's a good drug dealer, right? That's a pretty good drug dealer. No, that's a bad drug dealer. He already has my money. He's just going to rob me. That's a bad drug dealer. So I was about to let him go, and I was like, wait, no. No. I want collateral. And he goes, what? And I was like, I want collateral for my $20. And he's like, what do you want? I'm like, I want your hat. And he goes, okay. And he takes off his hat and he hands it to me. Not a big deal, right? Then I get my drunk confidence in and I go, that's not enough for my $20. I want your shirt. And he goes, what? It's like, I want your shirt. So he goes, okay. And he takes his shirt off and he hands it to me. And then it make me feel more like a dick. He goes, here, hold on to my chain so I can be right back, okay? So I have a reason to come back. And he drops his chain in his hat. So I'll be right back and he runs off. And I'm standing there and I need to pee. I'm drunk. So I go upstairs in my apartment real quick to go pee and then I do this like crazy thing I've never done before um, I sit down and I fall asleep <laughs> and I and I wake up in the morning and I have a brand new baseball cap I have a bitchin chain and I have a shirt that says property of little Tate on the collar guys I robbed a drug dealer. That's what I did. And here's the crazy part. But it's like, you robbed a drug dealer. Cool. I felt bad. I felt, this guy's just trying to make a living out there. And on top of that, he clearly lives with his mom because his name's on the inside of his shirt. So I just hung it. I hung it on a fence pole around the corner for me, his shirt and his hat. And the note says, sorry, dude. Uh, I kept the chain because fuck him. He took my 20 bucks, right? But uh, and I was like, you know, just kind of threatened. I'd see him. I'd see him. But here's the thing. I look like 90% of the people in the city. So he'd like start looking at me and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get stabbed. And he'd go, nah. And he'd just like walk off. That's how it was, guys. So I kept a chain. And it's on me tonight. No, it's not. That'd be amazing. I'd throw it to you guys like consolation prize. It'd be pretty amazing. I'd be happy about it. What do I want to talk about? What do I want to talk about? Suicide. We could do Suicide. You want to talk about suicide? We'll talk about suicide. I, uh, I, I tried to kill myself one time. I tried to kill myself. Um, it was actually after a night of like getting all fucked up or whatever. And I woke up. Doesn't matter what I was doing. But I decided, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to check out. I'm living in a building I hate. Fuck my building manager. Let him find my body. That kind of fucking shit, right? One of those days. So I decided I'm going to take all the medication and painkillers of my apartment, which is quite a bit, just fucking die. So I go and I start trying to swallow pills. Here's the thing, guys. Have you guys ever been so hungover that you can't kill yourself? I was uh, hungover. I just like couldn't. Like I was trying to swallow stuff and I just started like gagging like a prom date. Like, ah, ah. Like I couldn't, couldn't keep anything down. It was terrible. It was terrible. So I decided I need to coat my body, my stomach, my little tummy tom with some awesome food, this greasy food to choke down painkillers so I kill myself, right? That's what I'm going to do. We're on board. We're on board. I'm going to kill myself. So I go to the KFC Taco Bell two and a half blocks from my house. That's on Eddie and Polk, in case you guys have ever been there. 
And I walk in, it's 1030 in the morning, and there's five other people in line. So that means there's five other people who are going to kill themselves because they're in a KFC Taco Bell at 1030 in the fucking morning, right? So I'm in line, I'm just like a bitch. I'm like, eh, I'm fucking even in line at Taco Bell, whatever. Yeah, it's like terrible. It's a terrible person. And, uh, but magically there's somebody, like there's a beautiful man in front of me, and this, this man steps up the counter, and uh, the woman goes, uh, yes. What would you like? And I was excited. That, like, I remember being all excited because the cashier was actually that, that cashier. Because normally when I go in there, I get the guy with an eye patch who says nothing. He just stares at you and you go, did he just take my order through my head? Is that what just happened? I think I just placed my chalupa order through my through mind. It's creepy. So I'm in there. This guy goes, she goes, what? Yes. And he goes, I want one of those mudslides. And the one behind it kind of goes, uh, what? And the man goes, don't act like you don't know what a mudslide is. It's on your secret menu. Hit the button. Get me on my way. And the woman's like, we do not do a mudslide here, sir. What is that? And he goes, you tell me you don't know what a mudslide is? It's where you take a chalupa and you cover it with corn and you top it with mashed potatoes and gravy. You tell me you don't do mudslide here? She goes, nope. What will you have? And I never forget what he ordered. He goes, well, I guess I'll have two chalupas, a side of corn, and a side of mashed potatoes and gravy. And I'm like standing there, and I'm like, man, dude, I can't fucking kill myself, right? I haven't had a mudslide yet, <laughs> right? Life, so I ordered the same thing. Guess what? Life's okay. A marathon fringe. I'm here today, guys. I called, no, don't clap, because I called a 1-800 number. I was so excited to save my life. I called the 1-800 number uh, for a customer service, and they're like, how was customer service today? I was like, excellent, it saved my life. Uh, and I got a free taco for calling that 1-800 number, guys. Full circle, do you like how that goes? Full circle. How much time do we have? Because I'm kind of running a little strict. Oh, yeah, we're right on time. That's good. That's really good. Um, anybody in here uh, raised by TV, anybody? TV babies, bad parents throw you in front of a TV. Yeah, my, uh, that, like, so if you're raised by TV, you refer to TV, right, for like major events, especially when you're a little kid. You look to that for major events. That's what I'd do. Like I was a little kid, I was running around with no shoes on outside, and my dad's from the front porch. He goes, hey, you to put your fucking shoes on. And I'm like, no. And so my dad uh, does this like crazy parenting thing. I'm sure uh, your guys' parents have done it before, too. He pulls a pistol out, and he holds it to his head and goes, put your fucking shoes on. And I'm like, whoa, dude, Danny Tanner never did that in Full House. He never looked at the Olsen twins and was like, listen, Michelle, no, do not know a Jose me again. Do you want Uncle Jesse to be daddy? Don't do that. DJ, eat your fucking peas. And never went down like that, guys. So it was a little out of left field on that. Well, we, uh, I don't know. We, we start each one of these things off before I bring up the first comic. Um, we, we, bra- we, we started off a little song, so I'm going to do my best uh, to sing it. But I'm going to sing it my way. Um, I'm going to sing it my way. I'm going to slow jam it. I don't know. It's, uh, it goes a little something like... Uh, M-U-T-I-N-Y, Comedy Clubhouse, Comedy, Comedy, together we'll take good jokes up high, high, high.
It's OG Kush. It's Pricka Chick, guys. <laughs> M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. Now we're going to get creepy. You guys want to come inside my clubhouse? <laughs> yeah. You ready? You ready? All right. I, uh, I don't know. I remember your first comic. Uh, your first comic, I can't say enough stuff. Uh, this comic runs an amazing show called Cheaper Therapy every week. Before I bring up this comedian, I want to see everybody's hands. And on count of three, everybody's hands. I will fucking stand here for two hours and you guys will lose your $5, okay? I don't give a shit. Er- yeah, Partez patient. Latoya, I swear to God. David, hands, okay? And on count of three, we're going to lose our shit. We're going to clap. We're going to act like this is fucking... Whatever, Leonard Skinner, 1975, right after Free Word Drop. It's going to be epic, okay? On the count of three. We're going to clap on three, not on like in three. Okay, one, two, three, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to stage Eloisa Bravo. Hi. Hi, beautiful people. Uh, I'm always happy to be here. Can I buy a beer from anybody? Do we have beer to, beer to, to sell? Can, yeah, I'm sorry, I just woke up. I'm like, oh, like I need, I don't know, it's all rough. Uh, my sister just got married. Yay. Yeah, we're all very proud. Yeah. Um, my sister getting married means that my entire family from Venezuela is in town. Yay. Yeah, oh, that's a beautiful sound. Thank you so much. What's your name? Oh, I'm You just become my best friend, I tell you. Yeah. I don't know. My sis- I have an over-supported family, actually. I have the family that I cannot do wrong. Like, I'm sure if I become a hooker, they're going to be telling their friends. Yeah, but now Eloisa is catering for rich people, too. So, yeah, she's not doing hand jobs anymore. Like, that type of family. But they cannot figure me out because I'm 40, I'm single, and I live in San Francisco. So they're positive that I'm a lesbian. And they're like really happy about it. And I don't want to disappoint them. So it just gets weird. Like I'm there in the wedding and then my grandmother turns around and tells me, hey, Eloisa, I heard that now you can get married. <laughs> yeah. I was, um, man, having the family here was rough. Like I'm driving with my sister and I have like this huge pain in my neck. like like painful and I never have got a massage in my life never and I'm like in major pain I'm driving with my sister I'm like listen let's get a massage like I'm dying so I yelp places to get massage around and this place came up like with amazing fucking reviews and you know we drive there and as soon as we drive in really the place looks like super shitty and my sister yeah and my sister no we're not going in because I'm sure that's where you know funny business goes down I'm like, sure, but they, I mean, even if funny business happens there, they do give you a massage first. <laughs> so fuck it, we're going in. And, it, and really, going in, it was really weird. Like a guy smoking, all like really rooms, whatever, uh, but super cheap. I go, so they put me in this room and, you know, I, you know, I'm like in underwear and I put the shit on it and then this really large Asian guy comes in. I'm like, awesome, a dude, a lot of strength. He started working my back, excellent. And then, you know, I started working my back and then he started massaging me here. 
I don't have a muscle there, but again, it's my first massage, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. Maybe it's like some point thing, whatever, that then you feel like energized. I don't know. But the guy's like going, the guy's going like really, really hard and like closer. I'm like, what the fuck? And then actually the sound like starts to happen like, Yes, I'm like, okay, we'll stop right now. Like, no, like, no, no, no. And then he's like, okay, so then he goes to the other side. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. And then I'm like, no, 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 whoa, thank you. Awesome, thank you. Uh, so then the guy, so then the guy said, I'm like, no, 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 my feet, my feet, and then take my feet, and then I'm freaked out, the thing ends, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I, you know, I'm walk away and then my sister is coming and then my sister says like oh my god this is the greatest price ever it was awesome i'm like what the fuck and then they come thinking like i just don't understand what this guy was doing was he trying to give me a happy ending but what the fuck is that Dude, like women don't get happy endings like that like i may be 40 but i can still get fin- you know finger bang like i don't need to pay for that shit you know what i need to pay for i need to pay for an asshole to touch my feet and tell me yes you look very pretty <laughs> you know a lot of women come here but i see that you have gray thighs like i need to pay for that shit are you fuck like you, who the fuck is who gets off like that i'm not a prude i would pay for pleasure but that's not like that's not like what the what what what, what? this is a horrible business plan it's the worst so my sister got married and i didn't and i didn't have i didn't have a, a date for the wedding i really tried and I, and I i went on tender to try to to get a date but huh the tender yeah yeah there you go that would be great <laughs> grandmother will be very proud. <laughs> mm. So I went tender trying to find like a date to, to take, but I don't know. It was kind of rough. Like I like, I mean, I like tender, don't get me wrong, but it's just like I hate ones that you like, you know, mash and then like, okay, well, let's go out. And then the guy starts like, but where do you want to go? But where do you want to go? But where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know, dude, you Google it. Like, that's your job. You are the man. You find the place I shave. That's the agreement. God fucking damn it. Be a fucking man. What the fuck you want me? Like, you need to fucking choose the place because hopefully, just hopefully, you're going to pay. So you need to fucking choose it. God fucking damn it. And it's just, you know, but this is a bigger problem. There are just no men left. They're not. Other thing that is happening lately that I do not, I don't support, it's like now it has become okay for guys to cry in public. I don't support this. I believe that guys should keep their emotions down and then cry in the shower like a fucking man. Not in front of people. Oh my God, my, 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 my sister's husband, so she's like there with a the beautiful dress and then he's there crying like a little fucking bitch. Oh, you're so beautiful, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, I could see my sister thinking like, why are you crying? I'm the one who hasn't eaten in five months. Why are you crying? Why? Why would he cry in the most happy day of their life? Like, if you're gonna start crying now, so what? You're gonna cry the first time that we're gonna pay a mortgage? Like, what the fuck is that? And I could see her face. She's like looking at the guy and then look. I'm like, well, <laughs> I cannot stop this because there is cake. <laughs> so we're gonna have to go through this whole fucking chalet, but this is not gonna stay because what the fuck? I watched a lot of soccer, and now it has become okay. That's the other thing. Like, after a soccer game, now the soccer players cry. 
Why? Why are they crying? Why? You just won. Why are you crying? You are young. You are beautiful. You won. Why are you crying? Like the only team that is allowed to cry is the Colombian team. <laughs> After the lose, you know, the family is now dead. I got it. One tear like a man. God fucking damn it. So I'm single. Couldn't find a date. Um, I don't know. It's just so weird now. Uh, as well as weird, uh, I find, I don't know, like, uh, the last guy I dated was like this Midwestern guy that just moved to San Francisco and he really didn't understand because dating in San Francisco is completely different because for us, really, sex is not a big deal. Like, it's really not. Like, you just have sex. It's what happened. But, like, for us, like, really what it means something is like brunch. Like, you don't go to brunch with any... You don't, dude. You take your brunch place very fucking serious. Like, you know, I might sleep with half of the city, but I just go to brunch with a few people. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's how it goes. <sighs> My little sister. You don't have any sister, right, Pam? Oh, that's lovely. That's nice. I think the problem with my sister is I think that my mom oversold it to me. Uh, because I was five years old when she was born. And I remember my mom coming with her big belly going like, do you want a little sister to play with? Yeah. Do you want a little sister to play with? I'm like, yes, I'm a very lonely child. But I thought that a full grown kid would come and play with me. Like I, like I put a lot of emphasis in the playing part of the sentence. And I didn't know that this poop machine just moved in. She was a very fucking annoying kid. She really was. Like, it was a time that the only time, that, that the only way that she would not cry in the car was if my mom would put this tape of this horrible song that went, Los patitos hacen mm, ah, mm. 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 I'm like, just throw her out of the window already. <laughs> Like, I mean, and another thing, as a big sister, there's another thing, like, you cannot do anything, because always, you know, the dad, my dad would come, like, oh, you cannot play with that, because then your little sister wants to do the same, so you can't. No, you cannot do that, because then your little sister wants to do the same. And even though I was a child, I realized that that was very fucked up, because I didn't see why I couldn't have a childhood, because he doesn't know how to wear a condom. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why, what would that be? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, man, and once, oh, so we used to watch a lot of TV, and then Venezuelan TV is horrible, was horrible, it's still horrible, but when I'm saying horrible, I'm talking like North Korean horrible, you know, like, ugh, horrible shit. Uh, but so then, but so then there was one show where people from the street would come into the studio and tell jokes. And one night, this woman came into the studio and told this joke. Uh, there was a little dog called Joke. The little dog died, and the joke is over. There is nothing lost on translation. <laughs> it was a horrible joke. There was fucking nothing to it. But my little sister, you know, she was tiny. She hears the thing, goes into the kitchen, and tells the joke to my dad. And my dad thought that she came up with the joke, you know, because it was so bad. Don't let child cook say that. And he lost his shit. He like, oh my God, you're so funny. Say it again, say it again. I hear the whole thing. I go into the kitchen. I see my little sister. There is a little dog called, no, no, no. I'm like, no, 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 no. We just, we just saw that on TV. That was just on TV. She, not come, she didn't come up with that. We just saw that on TV. And my dad like, you're lying. I'm not lying. We just fucking saw that on TV. And my dad, why are you lying? But I couldn't prove it because it wasn't YouTube or anything. <laughs> 
then after that, each time that people would come into the house, my dad would put my sister in the middle of the living room and make her do the joke. And people would laugh and laugh. And I'm in the back screaming, the bitch is lying. <laughs> we had a huge fight once. My sister and me, like I remember, uh, because she started telling people that she came up with the joke after a while. And I remember holding her by the throat against the wall, you know, and just screaming at her face, like, look at me, look at me in the eyes. You know that I know that you are nothing but a hack. <laughs> and that was my speech at her wedding. <laughs> it went well, it went well. My grandmother liked it. It was all good, it was all good. No, I love my little sister. I mean, like now we're friends. It's just growing up with another being is a bitch. That's what I don't have roommates. Having roommates is the worst, isn't it? No. Imagine being this dude's roommates. <laughs> Do you have a roommate? Yeah. What do you mean? You live on the street? <laughs> no? Okay. Hey, hey. Yeah. I love San Francisco. I live in San Francisco. I love this city. And I find that most people that don't like, that they say like, oh, San Francisco sucks, it's because they cannot afford San Francisco. I'm sorry about that, but San Francisco is fucking awesome. And yeah, Oakland, not that good. Sorry, everybody. That place sucks. They're like, oh, but we have cool places. But like, yeah, one there and then a mile of nothing. And then one cool place. I'm like, but now, but now we're having like a, you know, a limon. We're opening a limon here. So we're open San Francisco. Nah, you're not. I, I absolutely love it, I don't know. And then, uh, but you do find interesting things, like the other day I'm, I'm gonna go to work, and I leave you know, early in the morning, and then there is a vagina. Right there, there is this homeless woman just showing me her vagina. I'm like, okay, that is a vagina, and then you go to work. <laughs> I have seen a lot of assholes, there is a lot of assholes. Like, uh, you're gonna take bar, and there is a woman showing your asshole. I have seen assholes. I have seen a lot of dicks, they're everywhere. Vaginas, on the other hand, not that many. Uh, amazing was once I saw this homeless couple having a fight, and already you don't see that many couples, and I know there were a couple because she was going off on his ass, like, you piece of shit, I hate you, you are the worst, you horrible, horrible human, well, he said a bunch of like, you motherfucker, I hate you, and then he was following her with his shopping cart, uh, I don't need to take this shit, I don't need to take this shit, and then they stopped in the corner, and then she started, you know, the equivalent of kicking him out of the house that is taking all the shit out of the shopping car. <laughs> and he's picking off his shit. And that's the power of the vagina, you know, no matter how low you are in life, it can always bring you a little bit lower. <laughs> Tiny bit. Okay, you guys have been wonderful, thank you. Don't forget your tall can. I went to the corner store for that. That's how much I care about you. Awesome. That was that was great. That was fun, huh? You guys having fun? Yeah. We're having fun. Yeah. So what what brings you guys out here tonight? You guys right there. Tranquility at a comedy show. Okay, that yeah, that makes sense. You guys here for any specific comic or just kind of hanging out, just wanting to? Mike Evans, the comic who is not here currently. He's coming. Well, in his place right now. Don't worry, he's going up. <laughs> uh, is a very funny comedian. Uh, what can I say? 
Great guy out of New York, currently here. Uh, give it up for Sid Singh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a real boy. All right, uh, how you guys doing? All right, you're trying. Uh, I was this close to being Mike Evans. You guys were this close to having your dreams come true. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just moved here from New York because we all make mistakes. And uh, what a what a fun homecoming. I'm from here originally. It's been weird coming back. Like I was hanging out with my dad because that's what I have to do now. And uh, I was hanging out with my dad. And he sat me down and he was like, listen, I would sell my house if it helped you quit comedy <laughs> and go to law school. Because you might be 31, but you're still my son, damn it. And that's when I realized my father is an amazing father. But he's a terrible dad, you know? Because yes, on one hand, it is amazing to sell your house for me. But on the other hand, uh, I'm 27, you guys. <laughs> so he wasn't even close. And I don't even have an older brother. Like, I don't know what he was. That's the way my father's always been. You know, he's always wanted to do the right thing. He just hasn't always said the right thing. Like, he provided everything for me growing up except comfort, you know? Like, him and my mom used to fight all the time when I was a kid. And afterwards, he'd come up to me and he'd be like, don't worry. No matter how much we fight, we would never get a divorce, all right? We would never do that to you. Yeah. But the thing about that is, you guys, even as a kid, I knew if your parents get a divorce, that is not your fault. <laughs> but if they stay in a terrible marriage for you, <laughs> that is your fault. That <laughs> What a selfish eight-year-old you are. That is 100%. I mean, 50-50 if you have a little brother, but otherwise. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, what kid deserves therapy more? You know, the kid with two birthday parties every single year? Or the kid with one really stressful birthday? Like, who should get to talk to someone? Uh, it's w you know, the weirdest thing about being back is San Francisco's not, like, worse than New York. They, have, they each have their things. Like, San Francisco's way more diverse than New York, which I didn't expect. It is. It's, here's, here's the thing. I don't judge a place's diversity by what race you guys are. I judge a place's diversity by what race you think I am. Do <laughs> you understand? And I grew up in the Bay, and in the Bay Area, I am Indian. <laughs> and over the summer when I was on tour in the UK, I was Indian. But for four and a half years in New York City, I uh, was Mexican, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, so Mexican. And here's the thing, New York City does not like Mexicans. No one was ever like, hola, como estas? Muy bien, si, bien, gracias. That never happened. What happened three times my first week in New York was, yo, get the fuck out of the way, Jose. <laughs> you know, which rhymes, but it's still pretty racist, right? We can agree pretty racist. You can't Dr. Seuss your way out of racism. There's no such thing as a whimsical racist. You can't be like one fish, two fish, red fish, Jew fish. You can't do that. That is only racist. You have only made someone cry. Uh, and it's not, 
And it just doesn't exist. Here's the thing. It's not that there isn't racism in the Bay Area. We just have so many different people doing different things that we just have different stereotypes. Like, I'm going to do an impression of my friend Jeff. Then I want you guys to try to guess what race you think Jeff is. Sound good? Yeah. An impression, my friend Jeff. This conversation, which was real, took place in junior high. <clears throat> Yo, dog, you want to play some basketball? Bro, stop being a bitch, bro. Let's go play some ball. Oh, for real. For real. You want me to do some homework? Fuck, bro. You're being a straight pussy right now. You know what? I don't need this. I'm going to go to Jamba Juice. Jeff is Japanese, you guys. Yeah, someone got it. That's, that's how diverse the Bay Area is. I am an Indian guy doing an impression of a Japanese guy, doing an impression of a white guy, doing an impression of a black guy from 2002. That is too diverse. Even Martin Luther King was like, I had a dream. But Jeff needs to wake up because that's too much. And we do have racism, though. We, we just, especially when I was growing up, we just have clever racism, you know? Like, uh, the racial slur in my junior high, this is true, uh, was Gandhi, which was very confusing, right? I was playing basketball, and somebody would be like, hey, fuck you, motherfucking Gandhi! And I'd be like, hey! <laughs> Thank you? I don't know. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? I can't be, I can't tell on them. I can't be like, mom, the kids are calling me Gandhi! <laughs> So you're making friends? <laughs> no, maybe you're losing weight. Uh, I don't know. I, I was living in New York. I, I was um, I was being interviewed recently uh, on this podcast uh, with one of uh, Schumer's writers, and uh, he was like, "Okay, but can we agree that Indians don't face racism anymore? Can we agree that Indians don't face racism?" And I was like, what? <laughs> of course Indians face racism. Indians face racism. But you could argue we deserve more racism. <laughs> Not from white people. And I'm glad none of you got too excited. <laughs> but I feel like Latinos should be allowed to be more racist to Indian people. Because I just feel like they have it so much worse than us, and they look mostly like us. You know? Like, think about all the awful stereotypes Latinos get for really no reason other than the fact that they're not white. But there's so many awful stereotypes like, ah, oh, they're taking all our jobs! Latinos are taking all our jobs. Which is garbage, because no one here wants a job that is stereotypically Latino. All right? Latinos are not taking your jobs. Indians are taking your jobs. All right? Are you kidding me? What are the stereotypical Indian jobs? What is it? Doctor, lawyer, engineer, CEO. One of us was running for president. Like, not only are we taking your jobs, we're taking your best jobs. And you don't care. And you know why? Because you might get cancer. And that's it. Because a lot of you are super racist. But a lot more of you are super practical. And that's why Latinos have it worse than us. I think I just depressed the whole room with that joke. <laughs> eh, what are you going to do? I'm doing this too long. Uh, it's been weird. I, I've been living here since September. So let me ask you guys this. We can all agree if you have sex with one woman, you are no longer a virgin, right? We can agree with this. Simple enough. 
I think the thing I'm still trying to figure out is uh, how many women do I have to sleep with until I no longer look uh, like a virgin, you guys? Because it's not one. And it's not two. It might be three. I don't know yet. Uh, we will cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. People give me shit for that. But you have to remember, my father had an arranged marriage. And his father had an arranged marriage. And his father had an arranged marriage. So when I slept with girl number two, I became my family's uh, Will Chamberlain, you guys. Holy crap. <laughs> Breaking records all day. I slept with girl number two, and I became the greatest Casanova my family has known in a thousand years. The last member of my family to sleep with two women had to wait for the first one to die. <laughs> so I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> so I was in New York a couple months ago, and I was telling that joke, because I've been telling that joke for way too long. And uh, uh, he gets it. And uh, this girl came up to me, and for the purposes of this story, it's not relevant, but you need to know. You need to. Uh, she is now a very prominent Fox News correspondent. It doesn't matter. It's not important, but you need to know. <laughs> she came up to me after the show, and she was like, okay, but would you ever sleep with someone more sexually experienced than you? Would you ever fuck a chick who's fucked a hundred dudes? Yeah. And I was like, first of all, that's a weirdly specific question. And second, yeah, of course I would. I don't care. Like, what? Like, live your life. Like, I'm not here to judge. Like, the only time I wouldn't is I would never sleep with that chick if she fucked 100 dudes and she was still bad at sex. Right? Because I would never call a woman a whore. I would never call a woman a whore. I think it's a dumb term used to hurt women. I would never call a woman a whore. But I definitely call her a slow learner, right? And that's so much worse. That's so much worse. All right, guys. I'm Sid Singh. Have a nice time. Peace. Come on, clapping, clapping. Awesome. I've been uh, I've been watching him from the booth. I admire you, man. I like you. I like what's going on. Not you, him. I like you. I like everything going on. Everything you're putting out there. You have the you have that look. That look of like either really enthusiastic or really really stoned, and no one can tell. I like it though. It's a good look. So it's a really stone look, in other words, guys. I guess that's what we found out. That's okay, though. It's all right. California, right? I don't, uh, I don't smoke weed. Like That's crazy, because being a comedian, it's fucking everywhere. If you ever want to just like get free weed, just turn into a comic and open mics, and you'll just smoke pop forever. And I don't, because uh, every time I get high, like, here, you guys want to watch a full-grown man take a 45-minute shower? Get me high. That's what happens, guys, every single time. It's, it's true, man. I, not Tom Pruny, really, really Pruny. Um, your next comedian, segues, great Adam, by the way. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> your next comedian, uh, I don't know, you've been kicking around for quite a while now around the comedy community. Uh, very funny on a lot of great shows. Please welcome to stage, Miss Star Zavkoski, ladies and gentlemen. For your host. Keep it going. I need a prop, so this is happening. Um, I want to say one thing about Ethan. I love looking at his face because it just kind of, 
It reminds me of like an angelic Mr. Potato Head. You know, sometimes I just like imagine he has like a halo made of french fries above his head, which um, feel free to borrow that. Like when you see him come up later, you can imagine that and like it makes all of his jokes like so much funnier, um, which he appreciated. Uh, by the way, at any time in this set, if you feel like you might want to laugh, just feel free to like let it out. You know, it's like not healthy to just like, you know, just ha, you know, you, could, you can let it go. Um, I think we'll all be better for it. So, um, <laughs> let's see, uh, um, a lot of stuff has been happening in my life lately that I want to tell you guys about, because, you know, just us girls here. Um, I had a birthday recently. My body turned 34. My face turned 18. <laughs> my husband likes it, though, because now when I go down on him, it's no longer illegal in the state of California. Pretty good. The other thing that happened recently, kind of a big thing, we uh, bought a house. I know, feel free to say congratulations, congratulations. to our mortgage broker. Because like, let's be honest, they're the ones that are really like making out on this deal. You know, like the bank that has our mortgage, like for that bank, we're just like making it rain, you know? It's just like throwing money at it. The bank's all like, ah, uh, yeah got a little like pulled in like mmm and now it's good now it's good because the bank's all young and hot you know we're like bouncing quarters off its ass like yeah we're like snorting coke off its titties like ah granite countertops fuck yeah hardwood floors I'm gonna yeah get that shit and it's all good right now, but in 20 years, that bank's not gonna be looking so young and hot anymore. It's gonna be some old fucking grandma with its like saggy everything and like a flappy taco shell hanging out of its G-string still just like, uh. And we're still gonna be over here just like, take our money, take all of it. We'll be like forced to make gilf porn with like one eye closed, just like, oh, I wish I didn't have to do this but I owe you so much money. <laughs> um, but in 30 years, our loan will be paid off and then we'll still be poor, right? Of course, <laughs> we'll be free, but we'll be poor. And then this greedy bank, you know, they still want to get money. So they'll, you know, they'll still come by, knock on our front door with her like walker, just like, but don't you want a home equity line of credit? How are you going to pay for little Jimmy's calf implants? <laughs> I'll just be like, we fucking gave you all of our money. Go live in a nursing home, bitch. <laughs> Buying a house. I like that. You, yeah, you just come in at the hilarious part and you laugh, even though any, everyone who heard the whole lead up was just like, fuck that. Not that funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> does anybody here own a house? Okay, well, as somebody who is been through the process, let me tell you, you guys probably actually can afford a house in Flint, Michigan. I hear they're having a sale, buy one, get 200 free. Sometimes you get some sickly children in there. It's a little depressing. <laughs> Buying a house, also, I should just tell you, I laugh at my own jokes because I feel like someone should be entertained. <laughs> so just get, you know, it's charming. Let's see. We bought this house so fast. It was, it was, 
kind of like an impulse purchase, you know, because like everything is on your phone these days. You just you have like an app for buying a house. It's like an Uber. You just push a button and it's like, ooh, your home is arriving soon. Wonder which one I'm going to get. Uh, it really it was so fast. We were actually in the middle of interviewing realtors. Do you know how awkward it is to have to call up a realtor and explain to her that you can't use her because you already bought a house with someone else? <laughs> I don't know either because I made my husband do it. <laughs> but I imagine it's pretty fucking awkward. I like it's kind of like if you're going out on a first date with someone like you have plans and you call them up and you're like sorry can't go on the date because I got married <laughs> we're registered at Macy's hope you buy us a gift thanks bye yeah that's pretty much how how it went down and there's a lot of things wrong with this house like we didn't know because we just like bought it so fast and that sucks because buying a house is already like one of the three most stressful things that can happen to you in your life, you know, right behind a death in the family and an extra large lip zit. It's like right up there. And some of the things that are wrong, like the plumbing, super fucked up. I can't take a shower. I can only take a trickle. There's more, I get more pressure from my mother-in-law to have grandkids than I do in my fucking shower. I try to be positive though, like, you know, it is an El Nino year, so if I want to get clean, I can just wait for it to rain and then go in my basement, because <laughs> that's where all the fucking water is. Uh, no joke, all of the, none of the doors inside close, none of the windows open. Sometimes I'm not sure if we bought a house or a prison. I'm not sure, trying to figure it out slowly. One of the craziest things about buying a home is you start, you start to buy a lot of home products, and I realized really quickly that home products are really geared specifically toward either men or women in like a really gendered way, which is really um, offensive to me as a feminist, right? Like I'm such a feminist that like my husband and I, we don't have the same last name because he refused to change his. Which is, like, that's his decision. Like, I'm pro-choice, you know? Like, if he, if he did want to change it, I would totally, like, drive him to the DMV, you know, like, help him fill out the paperwork. Like, I, I would pay for it, you know, pay for the change, because that's, like, my responsibility. But still his decision. That was a little abortion metaphor for you guys there, in case you didn't get it in the back. I'm helping you out. Um, yeah. So anyway, these products are so gendered, right? Like there's, um, like we bought uh, an ironing board and that is clearly geared toward women because the packaging calls out things that like women would care about, like soft cover, sturdy design, folds, you know, things women would care about, like features, right? <laughs> we also bought a power drill clearly targeted toward men. The only thing that it says on the box of this power drill besides, like the only thing other than a picture of a drill, these words, a system that demands attention. A system that demands attention. And here's the crazy part. It's a tiny ass drill. <laughs> It's like the fucking smallest drill I've ever seen. You could almost use it with like your thumb and index finger, just like, ooh, ooh. 
but you know, isn't that typical? Just like a guy to expect me to make a big deal about his little tool. Uh, speaking of drilling, can we talk about sex for a second? Yeah. Uh, anybody in a long-term relationship? Wow, no one? And it, like even just like a couple months? All right, a couple months. All right, that's good. I mean, it's not impressive. Like, I've probably had Parmesan cheese in my refrigerator longer than your relationship, but that's cool. We'll go with it. Um, so, like, what's your name? Jeff. Jeff. Okay, Jeff. I'm going to talk about sex in a long-term relationship. It's really new for you, but you can let me know if this, like, resonates. I'm, like, I'm talking to you, okay? So, um, like, married, long-term relationship, it's kind of like using Google Maps, because you know the destination, but now you're just looking for the fastest way to get there, right? You know, sometimes you'll be looking at your phone like, hmm, Google recommends that entry point. I always thought of it as more of an exit ramp, but if Google recommends it, hey, five minutes faster. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I do, so, I mean, you guys aren't there yet, but I have confidence that you will be in a relationship at some point that will last um, longer than the things in my refrigerator. And I'm just going to give you tips. So, like, you know, I do things that are, like, interesting, spice it up, keep it, keep it, you know, fun. Like, I bought this new lube, and it's, like, organic, coconut, um, really nice with just like a hint, like a sousson of pineapple and it's super fun. It's great. Now, whenever I'm feeling like, you know, a little frisky, I just go like this a little bit, a little bit. If you like pina colada and getting caught in the rain, if you like making love at 9 PM, <laughs> right? Cause when you're married, you're having Google map sex, let's be honest. The app store closes at 9.30, so got to switch the lyrics there a little bit. But um, this, this lube, though, is so good. My husband loves it because now, you know, going down on me reminds him of being on vacation, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Who doesn't like to be reminded of vacation? He did take it a little too far the other day, though, because he came to bed wearing swim trunks, carrying a beach towel and some flippers. I didn't know what was going on. We ended up getting in kind of a huge fight about it. And so let me just tell you guys on this one, like, ladies, lesson learned. If you think your partner wants you to pee on him, confirm first. <laughs> just getting that one out of the way. Just help you guys out. I'm, like, looking out for you. Um, I guess the other thing that happens a lot, like, after you buy a house, like, everybody wants to know if I'm, like, going to have kids because, like, all my friends are pregnant, right? Um, I, I really am 34. That joke at the beginning was like true. And <laughs> and so they're all having kids. Like I have this friend who's in her second trimester, um, or as I like to call it, 12 weeks late. <laughs> because I'm an optimist. I would be pretty uh, and I would be pretty much an asshole, like, if I were pregnant, though, you know, because people always ask you really stupid shit, and I would just be such a dick about it. Like, if somebody was like, oh, are you waiting? Like, are you waiting? I'd be like, this is my pregnant self, you know. Mm. Are you waiting? It's like, fuck, no, I'm not waiting. I want to know right now who the father is. <laughs> I am not waiting until this kid pops out to find out if it's half Korean. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. have been awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah.
Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That was good. We're having fun. We're, we're enjoying ourselves. Can I get a hell yeah, like Stone Cold Steve in? Hell yeah. Not so loud from you, gentlemen. That's okay, though. We'll win you back. We're here, though. He's here. I know you guys are excited, right? You're excited about this next comic. You guys are, right? We're all here for this next comic. We're all excited, right? We're all excited. Yes, come on, make some noise. You guys excited about your next comic, right? That's why we're all here. We're all here. So please welcome to stage. Make it loud for Anthony Medina, ladies and gentlemen. Keep it going for Ethan Albers, y'all. Keep it going for Ethan Albers. There you go, y'all. Thank you so much for hanging out here tonight. Why? Because it's BYOB. I love that shit, yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Anthony Medina, and I'm a new age Mexican, <laughs> which means I use condoms, y'all. Yeah, I like how we get a clap over here. Like, there's enough of you right now, y'all. I once told that joke at a show one time, and there was a woman in the audience that said, that's not true. <laughs> but she's never been to this radio station, so what's up, y'all? <laughs> uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a little about myself. Um, I'm originally from South Central LA, but a lot of people don't believe that because uh, I'm alive and dressed like a substitute teacher that smokes weed on the weekends. <laughs> Now I'm fucking with you, I smoke weed every day, uh, every day. I like asking this question for research purposes. Uh, make some noise, you bilingual in the house. Make some noise, you bilingual. That's nice, nice. The rest of you are fucked, y'all. Uh, <laughs> the way all this country's going, you gotta either hook up with an Indian, an Asian, or Latino. And if it's the last one, choose this one right here, y'all. But being bilingual is good for you for when you're applying for a job, or for when you don't wanna talk to white people. I'll give you an example. One time, this white lady, she came up to me and she said, excuse me, son, are you looking for God? And I responded back with, no, me speaky. <laughs> Figure out that shit away, right? No, she goes over, talks to this little Latina lady. She comes over to me, says, oi, joven, esta buscando Dios. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> they got me. So I'm Mormon now. Now, I actually grew up Catholic, because that's what, comes, what happens when you come out of Latina's vagina, y'all. <laughs> People don't understand how tough it is to masturbate in a Latino household. Because Jesus is everywhere, y'all. <laughs> like the way my mom actually started finding out I was masturbating, she started noticing all the crucifixes were blindfolded. <laughs> She's like, get that bastante, why can't Jesus see? I'm like, Ma, if Jesus is a just man, and he wants one hour out of me each week, he should at least give me four nights, 15-minute sessions to myself, am I right? <laughs> and plus, if he's Jesus, he should be able to see through a blindfold, so what the fuck, you know? <laughs> I like licking pussy. Yeah. Let, me let me rephrase that. I love licking pussy, y'all. Uh, yeah. I go into licking pussy with the same like, intensity, like an Olympic athlete training for their event. Because it happens once every four years for me, too, y'all. <laughs> Typically around winter season, you know? And I like looking at it from the front side. I like looking at it from the back side. Sometimes I dress up in my old Spider-Man costume from the fifth grade, and I come down from the ceiling and shit. <laughs> I call that Toby Cunnilingus right there, y'all. <laughs> yeah, right, y'all. I used to work in the sex industry. I like it, I like it, get silent right there. Like, what the fuck? Latino Heat, volume five. No, uh, I actually used to be a customer service manager for a vibrator company, y'all. 
Yeah, like uh, I used to get a 401k and off this shit and stuff. I was traveling. Yeah, the shit was fucking beautiful. Yeah, it was. Uh, I had to leave the business because it was a little shaky. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like it was crazy because like uh, you learn a lot of like new things like when you're like working in this actually because especially like uh, a lot of the clientele were females and they were talking about how their five beers are fucked up. Like you think you're, like like a female's upset with you when uh, you forget to like uh, park the car. Uh, imagine when she doesn't get off, y'all. Uh, she's really pissed off at you there. So uh, so I you know like but like you learn some interesting facts. Like did you know the number one selling vibrator out there made famous by Sex in the City, the Rabbit? I see a couple head bobs being like, I got two at home. Uh, <laughs> did you also know that if you bend the rabbit and put it on a flat surface, it'll race across the table? <laughs> and being that we were Latino in the warehouse, we bet on this shit, y'all. <laughs> Thank you so much, my good man. I lost a t-shirt that day, y'all. I lost a t-shirt I bet on the pink rabbit, y'all. And uh, this one time, this, uh, w this lady, she, she called in, and she said, there's something wrong with my vibrator. I'm like, well, what is the problem, miss? Well, every time I use it, my heart starts to race. My body starts to clinch, and I start to lose my breath. And then I responded back, well, well, miss, you're gonna call back in 15 minutes because I'm done, I need a nap right now, y'all. <laughs> she called back 15 minutes later, I was still napping, y'all. That's for damn sure. Well, thank you all for hanging out and shit and listening to all my vibrator stuff right now, you know? <laughs> I, I wanna play a little game, y'all. Uh, so, uh, like, you know, we live in a society where we say, like, these uh, common phrases. You know, and it's, it's taken in by knowledge, and I, I just want to break some shit down. Like, uh, so I'm gonna give you all an example, and then I'm gonna give, I want y'all to give me some afterwards. And I'm gonna, we're gonna fucking break down society. So the one that I got on my mind is, uh, you ever hear, uh, oh, I'm just playing devil's advocate? You ever hear that shit? You know, you're trying to figure something out, you're trying to like just speak your own words and shit, and then your buddy, your buddy, <laughs> is saying, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, y'all, when I'm trying to take care of a problem, I'm not playing, all right, y'all? Uh, <laughs> And then, like, a devil's advocate. So that means you're working for the devil. So, like, why will you might as well be fucking, like, giving them a hand job during fucking breaks and shit. What the fuck is up with that, all right? So that's what, you get that? You get what I'm saying? Like an American saying and shit? So, okay, so somebody give me another American saying. I want to fucking break down society right now. Give me an American saying we've always just heard and shit. Dude, <laughs> dude, god damn, man. See, that, this is why the over-sexualization of society is fucking us up, because that, that's not even a saying, man. That's just, <laughs> that's just a fucking word, man. <laughs> Give, someone, what, six of one, half dozen of the other. What is that? Six of one, half dozen of the other. Uh, I don't know that shit right there. Six of one, half done to the other? What, what is that one? Life is, life is like... Oh, that's that's a good right there. Shit. Oh yeah, cause first off, yeah, cause yeah, yeah, that was the fucking first off. It's Forrest Gump. This motherfucker's like a little slow in life, like a box of chocolate and shit. But we're following his lead on this life. Come on, yeah, what the fuck? And then how many times have you had one of those pieces of chocolate and you didn't even finish it? You know? So like, what the fuck was this? If they're trying to say, hey, when you know, like when it comes to life, if you don't like it, just fucking put it down, do something else, and become depressed, y'all. All right, uh, what's another one? Give me another one. Give me another one. Okay, okay, I, li I, I semi-like this one, because at the end of the day, like, if it doesn't kill you, which I'm like, damn, first off, you, you, like, you have to put yourself in a situation where you're trying to get killed. Uh, <laughs> and it only makes you stronger, so, oh shit, man, let's tell that to that fucking surgery for my hernias. Uh, <laughs> that shit is not strong and shit, like, it doesn't make you stronger. I guess the mental, spiritual side, we'll see what happens and shit, but I, I don't trust the medical industry. All right, y'all, another one, give me another, give me, give me another. Oh, the first time I ever heard that, the first time I ever heard that was uh, John Goodman, Revenge of the Nerds. Y'all ever see Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. 
Okay, okay. Like, and, and this was the scenario for where he said it is what it is. Uh, so pretty much the frat guys, you know, the fucking like party animals and shit, they burned down their fucking house and then uh, their frat house and then they, they fucking have to kick the, kid, the nerds out of their place so that, they, that way they could like take it. And like the dean comes over to John Goodman, the football coach, and says like, uh, well, it seems like your players burned it down. And then that's when he responds back, it is what it is. And I was like, that was the first time where I was like, wow, is that what white privilege is like? Uh, <laughs> It is what it is, y'all. I'm like, all right, like, what the fuck you, Becky? <laughs> all right, let me get one more, one more, one more, one more. Let me get one for this group over here. Well, give me one right here, y'all. Besides Kumsha. <laughs> Land of the free. Oh, that's a big joke. Uh, <laughs> like all men are created equal. Yeah, right. That's good. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> That shit is fucking bullshit. Like, ladder of the home of the brave and shit. And like, like, did brave even mean anything else before? It was like what we see brave is like, well, like, cause like we see brave like, oh, if there's a fight breaking out, you step up or some shit like that. But like the fucking like the the baseball team, the Braves, that's named after fucking like a national or a, a Native American uh, tribes and shit. So like when I think about that, I'm like, damn, white privilege again. Uh, <laughs> All right, y'all. Thank you so much for like playing with that. I, I'm like having some fun with that shit. So thank you so much and stuff. All right, I'll get back into the regular shit. Um, how many of y'all uh, makes noise? Are you afraid of ISIS? Makes noise? Are you afraid of ISIS? You really are. <laughs> you have a better chance of dying falling off your seat from me killing it, you know, <laughs> than from them killing you. <laughs> like, there's a higher percentage of that, y'all. Like, cause like uh, I have all these like uh, like uh, like uh, when the whole uh, uh, Paris attacks happen. Like, uh, I was down in L.A., and I got, like, some conspiracy theories. I don't want to get into it because I'm going to lose all of you. Because uh, <laughs> you ever hear somebody say, oh, I'm into conspiracy theory? And like, ah, I don't fuck you. I'm, that's enough weed I'm smoking with this fool. Uh, <laughs> but, like, uh, it, it, it was to the point where, like, you know, I was talking about the bombing and, like, ISIS was taking it. And my mom, like, at one point, was like, oh, yeah? Well, if you believe that, why don't you join ISIS? And I was like, nah, mom, I don't want a government job. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's, oh yeah, baby, I'll, I'll tell you, that shit's been happening for a while and stuff. They were talking about the Syrian refugees, they did the exact same shit with the fucking uh, Vietnamese refugees, and now we have a fucking great Vietnamese uh, uh, faux soups around here, or what is that, po soups, or what the fuck, you know what I'm talking about. Po, 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 okay, see, I'm, I'm, I grew up across the street from a, a, a junkyard, so yeah, so I'm still catching up, all right, you know, but like, uh, back to be, uh, being in a... Uh, Back to being in South Central, though, uh, very exotic animals in South Central, y'all. Uh, the first one, uh, the ghetto bird. Y'all ever hear of the ghetto bird? Yeah, it made famous by a couple Tupac videos. Uh, like, uh, that's why I knew why I wanted to get into show business. For those of you who don't know what the ghetto bird is, it's the police helicopter, y'all. It's the police helicopter, all right? The way I knew I wanted to get into show business was like uh, when the light was shining down and everyone started running away, I started jump out and start doing my bits, y'all. Uh, <laughs> That's why I knew I was meant for this shit. And then uh, the last thing I'm gonna leave you on, uh, another very exotic animal, the hood rat. Uh, also known as hurata or uh, chicken head, you know. There's one time I was walking down the street and these two females were calling each other hood rats. And I thought I had to be the voice of reason here. And I'm like, you do realize you're calling each other hood rats. And y'all, that's the last time I ever step in between my mom and my sister, y'all. Cause uh, 
I almost lost a finger that day, y'all. <laughs> but if anything, hey, uh, just letting you know, uh, so I do a little thing called True Hustle Entertainment. We do 300 shows a year. Uh, so, like, we're I'm out about all the time, like a fucking uh, stripper trying to get some. Uh, so just letting you know, if you're, in case you want to see some, uh, not, not my titties. Well, maybe my titties. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but, y'all, hey, uh, thank you so much. My name's Anthony Medina. Take care. Anthony Medina, keep it going for him. One more time, keep it going for Anthony. My man. Anthony is literally San Francisco's comedy scene. Pretty much he runs it. That's amazing. I don't know. Speaking of amazing, though, segues. Great, Adam. Haven't pointed that out yet. Uh, your next comedian, very, very funny comedian, uh, Sharp. I enjoy her material. Please welcome to stage Rachel Raphael, ladies and gentlemen. That chair has been near cords. It's been making me insane. Um, okay, so Anthony Medina is in Latino Heat number two, in like a deleted scene. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> just, you know, look, thinking about Latino Heat just gets me excited. Uh, you know, it happens. Um, anyway, <laughs> anything else you guys want to know? Um, so, a uh, few months ago, I moved into an apartment by myself. I live alone now. Yes! Woo! Thank you. This is a good thing. Thank you. Okay. Do we not know? I know I have this face where, like, everything I say, it seems like I'm saying it's terrible. It's only sometimes true. Um, <laughs> I live alone. I live alone, and you learn a lot about yourself when you live alone. Um, here are, like... Three of the first things I bought when I lived alone, rum, corn pops, new vibrator. So I have a new opening line for Tinder when I'm ready to go back on. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but before that, I lived with a billion roommates. There was five others, and I was in charge. And if you learn a lot about yourself when you live alone, you learn a lot about humanity when you live with five other people and you're in charge of finding new roommates, and it's all very upsetting. Um, a lot of it really is. Uh, I learned about, uh, more recently, I learned about homophobia. You're like, you didn't know that? No, nah, I grew up around liberal Jews, like, in New York City. Everyone had, like, a sense, like, I felt like, like, there, like, if you're homophobic or Republican, like, you just, like, don't talk about it. You're just like, eh. You just, like, say it, and then you're like, oh, save that for later, and then just no one talks about it. So I hadn't been, like, walked through a lot of homophobia, but... Uh, we, were we were thinking about getting a roommate who happened to be a gay guy in San Francisco. I know, it's terrible. In San Francisco, how, how could there be a gay person here? How could they want to move into a, a house that was pink on the outside? I don't know. Um, so I, had to, I was then walked through uh, some questions about gay people. And uh, so just think about like a question that some homophobic guy might have about gay guys and living with them and see if we match up. Um, Pencils down. Okay. Rachel, this is what he said. Rachel, what if he hosts elaborate dinner parties? <laughs> what? That's a stereotype we're worried about now? What if he hosts elaborate dinner parties? I don't know. What? What if we get a, guy, a roommate from Italy and he keeps making tomato sauce and it's delicious? I don't know. <laughs> like... What if we get an IT professional and he's like, do you want me to buy you a new router? And then everything works and you get porn faster. I don't know what would happen. <laughs> but it'd be terrible, apparently. 
And I'm like, is this like, why do you move to San Francisco to be homophobic? That seems like, like, I think it was from like Modesto or Manteca or like dumb idiotville. So I don't know where, but here's what I'm assuming his town was. Like there's one Chinese restaurant. And if I went there and they found out that I was Jewish, they'd be like, oh, you're Jewish? The uh, Steinberg uh, Wexlersteins live over there. And then if I go over there, they're like, we're Jewish, but our last name's the Miller. Everyone, our last name is Miller. Everyone in this town's an asshole. So that's what I think would happen. <laughs> um, but it's also like, you know, it's a good, like, let's move to San Francisco to be homophobic. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to move to Anaheim and they get real pissed if my roommate works at Disneyland. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to move to Tahoe and be like, fine, I get it. You're into snowboarding, but don't fucking talk to me about lift tickets. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so, so, so now I live alone and, and I can be home. No. <laughs> um, also, like, choose your audience. Like, as soon as I moved in, I was like, anyone want to watch RuPaul's Drag Race? Choose your audience. Maybe I don't want to, like, listen to your fears about gay people. Uh... They're very scary, I hear. They might throw a dinner party where everyone gets to dress up like they're from Clue. That's what I'm assuming. <laughs> Which sounds great. I told this to like a straight guy and he's like, elaborate dinner parties? Like, can I be Colonel Mustard? And I'm like, yes! Uh, so I'm also great with transitions. Um, when I came up here, there might have been like a few different things you noticed about me. Let's just talk about like two two big round things you might have noticed about me. I'm pointing at the boobs, radio. Uh, boobs, I have them, they're pretty nice. Got a good set. Um, <laughs> I like that Anthony kind of nodded like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he was in the sex industry, so we're gonna get a little stamp. Yeah, okay. S they are, used to flash them in college a lot. Um, and what I also did was what I thought was really funny. So girls, if you wanna do this, just flash one boob, just one. It like confuses men. They're like, I want to see both. Well, isn't seeing one better than zero? Like, I don't know. Like, like if you have zero dollars and someone gives you one, that's better. If you, you get two dollars, like, and I'd be like, what if you got to see three boobs? And then the guys were like, wait, are you saying like someone has three boobs? And I'm like, no. I'm saying like one person shows you both and then another person just does like a little like whoop better than two um so apparently I don't so I'm single if you couldn't tell <laughs> but like so people are like oh it must be so great having big boobs it must be so fun I'm not gonna say it's not fun I'm not gonna say like there's some shirts where you're just like damn I'm not gonna say that I didn't just like put a bunch of sharpies under there and see how many like I could put under there until it didn't fall out I'm not gonna say that you know, Pam Benjamin, you know it was plastic forks and you know the answer's nine, okay? <laughs> and if you wanna know where this was, it was at a temple on Staten Island at a sleepover. Cause that's what we do. That's what the Jews do. We make out, we look at each other's boobs. Very fun. I mean, okay. Leap day, everybody. <laughs> okay, so, but that's the thing. Like people don't know about the other things you have to deal with when you have big boobs. Like when I go to the gynecologist and they're feeling me up like to check for lumps, the amount of time that they have while they're doing this, it's like enough for them to ask me about my career goals. Like, I don't know, like Pam, if you're going, they'd be like, oh, what'd you do? And you'd be like, I'm a nanny. Oh, that's nice, done. Exam, <laughs> done. Maybe, maybe you'd be like, oh, how old's the kid? Three, done. 
me, it's like, oh, what do you do? Really? That's interesting. How long have you done it? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, if you're going to have to talk to me during the whole thing, just like, I don't know, like, like, get me, like, some coupons for, like, Nordstrom's bra sale. Like, that's what I think you should do. Like, unless, and I asked a friend who had small boobs, like, have you ever thought about the surface area on a button on a shirt you buy? She's like, no. And I'm like, all right, then. You guys, you guys don't know. Because if it's a small surface area, every time I do anything, the button's just going to go, whoo, whoo. And maybe that's fun. It's not. Not like at work. Not like if you're, like, having dinner with your parents, you know. But everyone's like, like, Rachel, you must get free drinks. I'm like, no, I really, or like, you must get out of tickets, you know, if like you drove fast. Well, I don't drive, so that, <laughs> that doesn't work. But you must get free drinks. No, because the boobs go with me where I go because they're attached to me. Fellas, boobs are attached to the ladies. Um, and I'm awkward, so that overrides the boobs. That's what happens, because as of now, my boobs don't order drinks. Yet. We're gonna see. I know one of them would always just order a lemon drop. Uh, but yeah, so as of now, so like, it's very possible that like if the boobs were to detach and go to bars without me, they'd be very charming. I don't know. That is one of my plans for 2016 or 2017. Be like, okay, Nikki, you go to Mission Street. Svetlana, you go to Polk Street. I'm gonna go to the Castro now that I don't have boobs and like we'll like meet up fuse back together make a homeless person very uncomfortable and then um see what happens and and there's been a few questions about the name of one Svetlana Rachel why is why did you name one of your boobs Svetlana why look it is my fucking truth if one of my boobs is like a dominatrix from the eastern block that is my fucking truth not anyone else's that's what I can tell you okay I don't go around judging everybody. Um, so if one of my boobs is like a dominatrix from Poland, that's what it is. That's not, that's not the life I would have chosen for the boob, but that's what it shows. Uh, also, because like when the singularity comes or like if like the Borg from Star Trek Next Generation decides to recruit me, I'm going to get a robot arm in Svetlana. And, and if you're wondering, and this is very important for one of my friends for some reason, flip up nipple cover. Looks like a nipple, flips up, then an arm comes out. <laughs> this is very important to one of my friends. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, can we draw the schematics? We've got a lot of schematics to draw about this. If you're wondering, what would I do once I had a robot arm? Not, like, just, like, just like doing things with, like, the, with two hands and then just like freaking people out. Just like reading a newspaper in profile and then like taking my hand and like, like you know, like drinking water and then everyone's like, how is she still holding up the newspaper? That's most of what I want to do with it. <laughs> Um, so, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so maybe I know, I know one of the other things that you must have thought when I was coming up here, because obviously you all thought about this, come up here, 100, 118% Jewish, 18 is the magical Jewish number, so look it up, that's why I say 118, Google it, um, I'm serious about that one, uh, yeah, and normal amount of ovaries, no. I like, this guy actually made a face like, mind blown. And I think he was just doing it for pretend, but I appreciate it, sir. Yeah, you, you. I don't know, this is, this is what this guy thinks about. No, I have like four, I got four, um, two in my purse, like one at a friend's house. You know, like you don't wanna like, you know you make a copy of your keys like in case you get left out. It's like, 
case you get locked out. It's like that, but just like ovaries. Um, no, see, a year and a half ago, a fun thing happened called my body said, let's get benign ovarian tumors. We're bored. Let's do that. Um, two, I know, really brings the room down. <laughs> Fellas, single, anybody? No? So uh, I got two because my body's like, we like to commit. We're ready. Um, <laughs> so uh, Hiroshima or Lefty or Itchy, that was the size of a grapefruit. Uh, the Captain or Nagasaki, that was the size of a watermelon. Think football shape. I want you to get really, I would like a real detailed picture in everyone's mind. I think it's a, better for everybody. Um, and then <laughs> everyone's like, ah, I'm fine. I'm fine. The only thing that it made me do is stand-up, so I'm fine now, <laughs> okay? Think about what would have happened if it was worse. I'd be like doing like porn performance art on the streets. <laughs> um, be like, I'm going in Latino Heat 7. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so, uh, so the thing is, I looked pregnant, but I didn't realize it at the time, and I really wish I did, or like I wasn't thinking about more important things, like am I gonna die, is it cancer? Because I have so many prank ideas for someone who looks pregnant, but isn't. <laughs> Number one, we need like a tap, like, basically I go to a hot tub, drink a 40 and smoke a cigarette, and I invite all my friends to just bring things that pregnant people shouldn't be near. Mercury, quaaludes, pills, I don't know, maybe just have like five different guys just just all hold me up and I just like, I'm like, huh, who knows? <laughs> One of those. Um, number two, bring a male friend, go to Safeway and stage an awkward fight. Now, <laughs> marriage equality has happened. So I'm gonna bring a female friend to Whole Foods and stage an awkward fight there too. <laughs> Pam, date? Yeah. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I feel like for realism, the Whole Foods would work better. I feel like there's a karaoke set involved, like with, if you like look pregnant but aren't, and it's mostly just like singing like Papa Don't Preach like five times or like drinking some vodka. No, yeah. Um, I think what the last, my favorite, or well, we'll decide. We'll all decide if it's it's my favorite plan, prank would be uh, get like all dressed up, sundress, makeup, licking an ice cream cone, go to like a Ross or a TJ Maxx, just buy all the wire hangers. Don't say anything about it. Uh, don't get mad at me about that joke. It's, it's America. You have to be mad at America about that joke. And I've had to ask myself, like, why do I keep doing, like, why do I keep talking about this? At, like, why am I just like, hey, hey, you, new person, tumors, I had them. Like, why am I doing that? Um, <laughs> that's how I met Mike Evans. <laughs> I was just like, tumors, I have them. Uh, no. Well, it's not commercial enough yet, and also I think I need to go to Congress and be like, you can't just legislate the healthy ones. You gotta legislate mine, too. All right, thank you. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel Raphael, ladies and gentlemen, keep it going for one more time. Keep it going. Welcome new people, so long other people. Have a good night. We're having fun. We're having joy. Come on. We're having fun. Yeah, we're having fun. We are having fun, man. We are having fun. Uh, dude, eye contact. I'm not staring at the eye. You know I'm talking to you. Or am I talking to him? That's all I'm saying. 
They are real people. Front row, by the way, guys. Uh, this right here, front row to my buddy David, right here. I promise. Oh, right there. Who gives a shit? We're having fun. We're having fun. Front row. Your next comedian does a lot of stuff with watermelon. You brought your 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 tarps, right? No. <laughs> no. Actually, I want to do something fun. Your, ne your next comedian, a lot of people are here for. Uh, uh, so. Dude, come here. You're gonna bring him up. Your next comedian. You right here. Come here. Bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. We're all here for him. Bring. I, he's not gonna ever get out. No, you're not gonna stay. Stand. Stand. Your next comedian. All you gotta do is say his name. Not you. You have confidence. It's cool. No, we're good. We're good. Don't excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Nope. We're talking to you. Dude, don't make it weird. Like, stop making this weird. Dude, you're making it weird for him. <laughs> your next comedian, uh, I respect a lot, I enjoy. Uh, please tell me you know his name. Uh, please welcome to the stage, Dolomite 12. Yeah! That's it. Oh, the cord stuck in my shoe. Black man problems, you know? You guys all have them, right? All these black man problems. Ah, the world is fucking crazy, guys. The world is fucking crazy right now. If you look at the news, if you just look at people, you can tell that shit's just fucked up in the world. I just came from a protest right now for uh, Emil Carr Perez Lopez. This young dude that just got shot by the police. And uh, quiet goes the white people. That tends to happen when we talk about stuff like that, right? Yeah, this lady right here, she's like super quiet. Actually, you said boo? Yeah. To me? Yeah, no, it's, it's rough. Holy shit, you're still here, this is great. Everybody, this is my wife, this is Bianca. Everybody, everybody give, give a round of applause for her. Clap for my wife. You will clap for my wife. We have seven kids. There's Jamal, LeBron, one of your tumors, <laughs> Anthony, Michael, and Ed Lee. <laughs> I don't give Ed Lee presents though, fuck, fuck Ed Lee, he's a, he's a bad kid in general. Man. I wanna, I wanna get you guys involved in my jokes real quick. Can I, can I play a game with you guys, is that okay? Yeah, yeah? yeah? All right, I'm gonna split the room in three parts real quick. Some of you know where this is going because we have sex. Um, all right. So this side right here, it splits right here with the, with the comedian with the curly hair. I need you guys on, the, on this side right here, just say the word nah. Just say, just say nah. Say it. When I point to you, say, say it like you mean it. Say nah. nah. Taylor Swift is better than Kendrick Lamar. Nah. Al Gore really lost the election. Nah. Good, good, good. All right. Now on this side, I need you guys to say jai. Jai means, it's a Chinese word for fuck the police. Just say jai. Say, say jai. Say like you mean it. Jai. All right, now the middle part, I need you guys to say va. Va doesn't mean anything. Just say the word va. Va. Say it louder. Va. Jai. 
Say it louder, like so, so they know you're saying vagina. All right. Vagina. Va. Va. Say it again. Come on. You guys are terrible at saying the word vagina. Vagina, all right? What did I eat for breakfast this morning? Vagina. What did I eat for dinner tonight? Vagina. What do newborn babies smell like? Vagina. Everything surrounds vagina. We all came out of vaginas. That's a true statement. But if you look at the world today, it looks like we're all just like, no, we're not all people. There's, there's them and then there's us, you know? <laughs> I almost tripped and fell. But that's what's wrong with the world right now. We're all separated ourselves and shit because we're too self-centered. I saw my boy back there on, uh, on Tinder, my boy Liam. He was on Tinder this whole time when, when people were doing their sets. I'm like, dude, how self-centered could you be? <laughs> He's just scrolling past. I saw like the conversations too. It was a lot of like, hey, what's up? It's like from him, <laughs> like nobody, <laughs> nobody was replying. It was really sad. <laughs> One of the girls say, hey, aren't you Mike's friend? Aren't you? <laughs> I fucked him last week. <laughs> nah. But there is a lot of problems in the world right now, guys. I, uh, I didn't really come up with jokes. This came from a protest to talk to you guys about how I feel about shit. So uh, for anybody here that's been hearing about the crazy shit happening in the news with Black Lives Matter or stuff with like ISIS in Paris, let me tell you right now that changing your profile picture to a different color isn't saving shit at all. Tell you right now, when people were changing their, their profile pictures, ISIS wasn't like, oh no, their fucking profile pictures are changing. What are we gonna do? It's not helping at all. It's not helping at all. It's not helping at all. Nah, but it's okay. How are you guys doing tonight? You guys doing good? Yeah. Good? Good, good. And you guys watch uh, the fucking Oscars tomorrow? You guys excited to see that white shit? No? Oscars are pretty cool because it's just like one black guy and a million black people and a million white people because uh, Chris Rock is hosting it this year, which should be very interesting. All right? That should be intense. That's going to be it's like a bunch of really pretty overpaid white people and one funny black guy. That's like my imagination of <laughs> what sex is for me. Well, that's my everyday life, honestly. Just me and a lot of white people. I'm just really tricking them inside. Like, I really hate them all. It's a thing. I'm really just plotting. Just me and half of Satchel. <laughs> Satchel is my friend right there. who's half Mexican, half we don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, man. How are you guys doing tonight? I like your hat. Did you, did you buy that hat? You did? Does, does your mom know you're gay? Or No? She hasn't found out yet? No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. If you're gay, you could fuck me anytime, dude. It's fun. It's really, like, it's crazy fun. Yeah, well, he, he winked at me, for those that don't believe me. So, wife, would you be okay if that man just bent me over and just started slamming my butt? Yeah? Because, I mean, you caught me last time with Satchel, and then you were so mad at me. It was, like, it was the worst scenario. It was pretty awesome. You didn't want to hop in at all. That's the problem with white women, guys. They don't hop in the gay sex. <laughs> they don't. It's not a thing they do. Black women do, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? We in the house? Yeah. I am. I'm going anywhere tonight because I don't have any jokes written. That's why I'm just talking to everybody right now. It's my homie's birthday in the back. My boy Christian. Woo -woo! He is 22, right? 27. <laughs> Damn, I tried to make you look good. Man. Don't you hate it like when you're 27, you can't hit on high school girls anymore, right? It's not the worst. <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet. I'm only 21, so I'm still, 
<laughs> still lol it and up. You know what I'm saying? Lowell High School soda, soda. It's a school, school that I visit often. Um, I'm kidding, guys. I'm not a pedophile. It's not what I do on the weekdays. <laughs> because it's Friday, folks. It is Friday. This is how we fucking do it. <laughs> Shout out to Topping. Anybody? Oh, you have nice hair. You're, your hair reminds me of Donald Trump. Honestly, like, I'm sorry to compare you to him because he's fucking terrible. I hate Donald Trump a lot. His, his candidacy reminds me of, like, the Hangover trilogy. You know what I mean? Because the hangover started off really funny. It's like, oh, it's a joke. It's hilarious. And then it just got really fucking bad, like really soon. And now it's scary, right? I have all these fascinations of fucking Donald Trump getting raped by a polar bear. I just think of that. I just think that'd be really awesome if it happened, right? Now it's all in your head, right? Polar bear. Imagine him giving a speech. Get rid of all the Muslims. Ah! 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 Like, similar to me and Satchel is how, is how that would go. Nah, man. I saw I wear this peace sign and uh, white women give me shit for it because I don't give a fuck about the environment. And uh, it's just because I have too much shit to worry. I'm black in America. Like, I don't have time to worry about littering and shit. Like, that's the least of my worries. It's legal to kill me in this country if you have a badge and a gun. You think I give a fuck about polar bears and shit? I'm just saying. Yep. I, you can clap if you want to. Every, 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 <laughs> every clap you kill one polar bear is what you're doing. It's very bad. Oh man. Here, let me let me talk about some other people. Uh, I can't talk. You look like my friend's dad. I can't even do that to you. <laughs> and you look like the girl I wish I was having sex with. So I can't do that to you either. You look like my Jewish ex-girlfriend's pubic hair, and uh, <laughs> you look. <laughs> I'm just going through the crowd of people I don't know. Donald Trump. I already gave you that. You, you're a comedian. I have respect for you. So let me, <laughs> let me, let me keep going. Oh, you are? Ah. Uh, all right. All right. I'll give you a high five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I am. Uh, if, if it makes, if it makes you feel better, I don't have a Jewish ass girlfriend. I'm sorry. I just. It's just your hair is like my hair, so I get jealous because your problems are like, you know, more appreciated than black people's are. So it's like, we don't know, I, have, I just have that thing. I am out of your privilege, yeah. <laughs> it's tough. Two minutes, cool, cool. Man, how is white privilege? I've always wondered how that was. It's like fucking, it's like being a kid again, right? Cause, cause, because when you're an adult, you lose, you lose the right to just fuck shit up, right? Because when I was a kid, when I would shit on the floor for fun, um, when I was shitting the floor for fun, nobody thought I was a weird kid. They're just like, oh, he's just going through a phase. Like, that's just white people forever. They can just do crazy shit, and they're like, oh, they're just white. Like, it's okay for them to do crazy shit and get away with it. Me, not so much. Not so much. If you ever wonder why I fuck so many white women, it's, uh, it's a revenge tactic. It's like, it's like kill Bill, but instead of killing people, I'm just trying to fuck you all. All of you. Starting with Satchel and my wife, and then Pam Benjamin. Okay, I'm just kidding. That's like my mother. She had a joke earlier about how I'm her, her aborted son. I don't know if you guys heard that before. Yeah. That's what happens, I feel like, if I become an alcoholic. I just look like a, just a huge abortion. That's what I'm looking at right now. It's just a very sweaty, just disgusting fucking, okay. That's been my time, guys. My name is Mike. Have a good night.
Jr. one more time, guys. That was great. Real people announce. Nope, not gonna do that. Pamtastics, here we go. We're up. Uh, we're here. We're all here. We're all excited, right? We're having fun. We're having fun. You're having fun. Yeah. You're having fun. You're having fun. You. Well, I, I don't know about you. Everybody else having fun, yeah. right? Yeah. You're having fun now. He's having fun. He's catching on. I like him. I like him. Here's the thing. Uh, this whole place is not capable without this next comedian slash runner of everything. This whole place, no snapping. Who's, oh, clap, okay, bottle clinking's okay. You start snapping like it's poetry, I will punch you in the face, I swear to God. She's the reason, in case you guys don't know it, there's free Indian food in the back. Pamtastics has all you can eat Indian food in the back. Go ahead, eat up, because comedy and Indian food go together amazing, in case you guys did not know that. She's running a comedy festival next week from Wednesday to Sunday. So come out. She has international comics. She's a joy. She's a personal friend. And she's also very funny. Please welcome to stage. Lose your fucking shit. If you don't lose your shit, I will, I'm going to start kicking people. There's a lot of white people. I'm a roundhouse kick. For Pam Benjamin, ladies and gentlemen. Yay, me. It's true, uh, Mikey Evans Jr. is actually my aborted uh, son. I was married to a black dude for 13 years. Uh, and when I was 20 years old, I had to have my first abortion. And if you do the math, I'm 41. And Mikey Evans Jr. is 21. And I had an abortion when I was 20 with a black guy. So I'd like to believe that the soul of my aborted child somehow traversed the universe and t went into his mom's uterus, and there, there he is. Clap it up again for Mike Evans Jr. Listen to his show on Sundays from 10 to midnight, Old Soul Radio, yay, with Professor Gable. Yay, yay, yay. Oh, I'm going to tell you guys jokes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't want it. You mentioned Trump. I don't want to be political. I don't want to be political, you guys. You guys like peeing political? You're like, we're political people? No. Nah, I'm not. Nah. Uh, I, like, <laughs> I like to submerge myself in a barrel of whiskey. <laughs> and then come out for free ice cream days. You know? Like, there's the one at Baskin Robbins, and then there's that Ben and Jerry's one. It's really great. And I'll even take 7-Eleven, right? Like on 7-Eleven, at 7-Eleven, you get free Slurpees. Yeah! Let's go to five 7-Elevens. You put the whiskey, you put the whiskey in the, in the, uh, the pina colada, it's better than rum, I'm telling you. And the sugar's gonna keep you up all day. Like you're just, wow! It's corn syrup, it's not real sugar. America sucks. In Mexico, it would be real sugar Slurpees and then we'd have a good time. Uh, I, but I don't wanna be political, I'm not trying to be. And I don't, I don't want to be political, but the language forces me into it, you guys. I don't know if you speak English, but there are these words. I don't know what to call myself anymore, right? Because uh, I'm a human. Human. Right? I'm a female. I'm a person. 
right? Like, what am I? Like, we're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So, like, I don't know what to call myself. So I have to call myself a feminist. Because uh, I have to. It's the only word without the word men in it. It's like, it's the only thing I can call myself without being political in the language. You know what I mean? We're taking these 26 letters and we're smashing them together and we're making pictures in our head and we're like, wow, racism. It's great. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's terrible. I don't understand what's happening in the world, you guys. Um, I don't understand advertising. It's all over the place. Um, I don't understand what Facebook's trying to do with my advertising. I said some things about Jesus. You know, all I did was post, knock, knock, Jesus. I know, did that guy exist or what? Like, is he an allegory or is he a real person? So I posted that on Facebook and suddenly all my side things are like Christian mingle. Did you want to date Christians in your neighborhood? No, no. But then right underneath that, it's like bullet whiskey delivered to your door for 19.99. And I'm like, yes, Facebook, you know me. You know me, right? And I'm on Yahoo and I'm looking up things because I'm trying to be political and I'm looking up like, you know, Bangladeshi people dying in a fire in a factory. And then it's like, dresses for $12.99. Look how many cute styles. <laughs> what are we? <laughs> I know. I don't understand advertising. In 1904, I wouldn't be able to flash a hairy ankle Right now I'm wearing socks, but I would flash you. I don't shave my legs, but I'm wearing cute socks anyway. There's a unicorn shitting rainbows there on my sock. But uh, I wouldn't be able to flash a hairy ankle in 1904 without being a disgusting slut, right? Like bathing suits back then were like bloomers that were voluminous, you know? Uh, and now if I don't uh, shave from my tippy toes up to my twatty twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. I'm like, wait a minute. What the fuck happened here with the advertising? Gillette, the best a man can get. Apparently not. I'm never going to shave. I don't know why you guys want me to shave so much. Why do I got to quaff the girly parts? Aren't they good enough on their own? They're not the best a man can get. Not, not good enough. Got to shave it in weird configurations with a lightning bolt. That was like a 90s thing. You guys are too young for that. But in the 90s, it was a thing where it was like you would shave your pubic hair into weird like configurations. I was married for 13 years, so I didn't know that you're actually supposed to shave the labia. Like I didn't know that that was a, a thing. It's so uncomfortable. Um, now I, I, I do it now because I love my boyfriend. But uh, I worry about my butthole because uh, it... it it's, I'm 41, you guys, all right? Uh, it looks like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It's like, it's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> Meaty. It's big. So I didn't know what to do with it. Like, I couldn't shave it because I couldn't get into the right positions to get into all the folds, you know what I mean? So I was like, what do I do? Am I going to get it waxed? No. Well... If I wax it, that's going to be a bloody mess. Like, it's just going to be a mess, right? So um, I've taken to, like, trying to pluck my asshole. It's the only way I can... Gillette, the best a man can get. Did, did you guys know that Gillette is coming out with a new razor right now with 17 blades? 17 blades! 
the closest shave. And the 13th blade is easily removable so that you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. Your butthole will never look good enough. All right? Gillette. <laughs> the best of me again. It's so sad. I don't want to be political, you guys. I don't. Uh, yeah, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. I can, ooh, don't lose my cigarette. Step on it. Oh, there it is. I found it. I found it in a pack on the ground. Mutiny radio is magical. <laughs> you, can find, you can find drugs on the ground. Sometimes I come in here in the morning and I sweep up and I find like floor nugs. <laughs> and yes, I smoke them. Yes, I smoke those nugs. Fuck yeah. Are we have any pot smokers in here? Yeah! Oh boy, I smoke a lot of pot. Hey! Jonathan smokes a lot of pot too. We can, yay, yay! Jonathan's my boyfriend, he's very funny. Do you have have any joke you want me to tell? I was just at a break anyway. Do you have any favorites? Oh, I'll do that, okay, cool. So, um, you guys live in San Francisco, yes? What has happened? Back in the day, they used to call them roach coaches, right? There were, there were food trucks, at, like not everywhere, but kind of places. And people said, don't go to the roach coach. Oh, gross, weird. And now, they're ubiquitous. They're all over the city. There's food trucks. They've got stations at, down the street at the thing, and they're all everywhere. And there's like an $8 Korean burrito. I don't even know what, what that means. Like, <laughs> what's it? There's like, they're like, oh, there's an $8 creme brulee. Why don't we get this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, okay. It's like, you guys, okay, food trucks. So I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day, and I was like, oh, shit, what is that? It was a bookmobile. Do you remember bookmobiles? I love the bookmobile. So I walked in and I ordered a steaming hot cup of Kafka. And when it arrived, it was a banana. And I looked out the window and I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. And I was like, da da, da da. But it was surrealism. <laughs> it was a totally different movement. It's a. So it's like my smartest joke. All right. Um, <laughs> There we go. Let's leave with my dumbest joke. Uh, I'm looking for the right guy because I want him to be uncircumcised. You know what I mean? So I, I want to pull up his dick and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick and I want to put whiskey in his foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? Right? Like, it's, it's twofold. Uh, one, I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey because I'm an alcoholic. Uh, and, and two, it's really about keeping it clean. I'm just trying to clean out all that schmegma because it's, it's gross. Learn how to clean your penises, boys. Uh, thank you. That's been my time. I'm Pam Benjamin. Keep it going for Ethan Albers. Yeah. up our next we'll bring up our next comedian right now you guys this guy he's hosting uh on the opening night of mutiny radius comedy festival it's storytelling your favorite drug he is a he is a consummate burner he is a fish oh i'm sorry i'm sorry i was whoa whoa pam overstepped her boundaries by pam i was giving you 
I was giving her 15, but apparently she wanted in 10. That's okay. You having fun? Who's having fun in here? Yeah. You guys like big dicks? Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't like big dicks, right? You guys like big dicks? Your next comedian stage has a humongous fat fucking cock. Please welcome to stage, Bony Lay. Isn't that what a guy with a big cock walks like, I guess, right? <laughs> great, great introduction. I'm hearing salmon. I'm hearing something about salmon. Salmon, salmon, anyone? Salmon, salmon. 20, uh, 25, 25, salmon, salmon, 25, 35, 30, salmon. Salmon sold! <laughs> it's the man in the back of the room eating salmon. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't know. Hi. Hi, everybody. How are you? No, don't, don't, don't do anything. I haven't said anything yet. Don't applause stuff. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That was, those were my hair jokes. stuff today um, there's a man living in this city uh, his name is Wong Jack man that's not the punchline yet he fought Bruce Lee for real fucking fought Bruce Lee and kind of like fucking won Basically, uh, when Bruce Lee first moved uh, to America, he was living in fucking Oakland. I don't know if you guys know that. Bruce Lee opened up his fucking first dojo in Oakland. And he was talking a lot of shit. Like, he was like, I could fuck up any. He was like fucking the Irish guy that's the UFC champion right now. He was just fucking talking shit to everybody. And, uh, and people were like, hey, man. We, we know stuff, too. We're, we're like, we've been doing Kung Fu a long time. This guy, Wong Jack Man, he challenged him to a fight. Right? And he went and he met Bruce Lee, like Fight Club style, like underneath somebody's shitty bar somewhere. Or something. I don't, but he met him somewhere, like privately, right? And uh, this guy did, like, he researched this shit. She's yawning, but it's okay. It gets better. Don't worry. And so um, this guy, like, he interviewed the 11 people that were there, the 11 surviving people that witnessed the fight, okay? And basically, like, Bruce Lee was, like, a little bitch. He, like, fucking was, like, running from this guy. The whole, or the guy was running from him the whole time. But the guy was just, like, punch Bruce. And he would, like, fall down and be like, motherfucker. And, like, come at him again, you know. He's getting pissed, right? And uh, Bruce Lee's dead. We all know that. And um, so this guy still lives in San Francisco. And he's walking around the streets in San Francisco every day. I guess all I'm trying to say is fucking be careful out there. <laughs> The fucking guy that beat up Bruce Lee. He lives in this fucking city. He walks around every day. And he's probably like some real slow Asian guy crossing the street, walking a real ugly dog. And you're like, hey, hurry up, fucking Chinese guy. And you're like, meh. And he'll be like, dude, I'll fuck. I fucked up Bruce Lee. And you're like, okay, Chinese guy. And he's going to fuck you up. Like, really bad? Okay. That's what I get for reading. 
right? Fuck. Um, cheers to anybody that's drinking beer or or well, uh, spirits, spirits. Um, was the other thing I did today? I uh, I took a ferry today. I took a ferry down from it was Marin County. It was Larkspur, like Larkspur ferry, down to down to the city today. And uh, there was this little girl and her family. They were getting dropped off at the ferry building in Larkspur. And uh, and they're getting you know dropped off by a friend, and the lady dropping him off is like, hey, uh, you guys have a safe ferry ride. And the little girl goes, we will. And I was like, you don't fucking know that. <laughs> You're not fucking driving the ferry, little girl. <laughs> have you even been on a fucking ferry? You don't know shit. And her mom was like, don't talk to my daughter like that. <laughs> and then the little girl was like, it's all right, mom, I got this. <laughs> and I was like, little girl, are you stepping? Are you stepping to me? She's like, dude, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> like, we're just taking a ferry ride. I haven't been on a ferry before. I'm like six. <laughs> What's your deal? I was like, there's no deal, but like, you know, like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and I just call him bullshit. So we got on the ferry, and then w while we're on our way into the city, like I was just kind of passed out, and I was trying to uh, write this horrible joke for this set tonight, and then, <laughs> and she was like, hey man, <sighs> I felt like we didn't really communicate back there. <laughs> back at the ferry building, I felt like you were being a little negative. And, you know, like, no, I've never driven a ferry before, obviously, you know? <laughs> I'm here with my parents. I got dropped off by a friend. You saw that. Never driven a car before, you know? <sighs> so I was like, all right, you know, I'm sorry. And she's like, don't fucking cry, you little bitch. <laughs> and I was like, why'd you just call me a bitch, bitch? I was like, when we get off this fucking ferry, we're going to have a fucking problem. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> really? <laughs> and here's the thing. We're at the point in the story where I should be fucking going somewhere with it. But I'm not. So that's the end of that fucking joke. <laughs> fucking applause break. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, man, I uh, trying to be a better, better person. <laughs> I'm not fighting with kids on ferries. No, but I am though. I hadn't seen my mother in like seven, seven years, about seven years. I hadn't seen my mom. Oh. 
She's 71 years old, right? And she recently got remarried. And I went and I saw her. I went and saw my mom and got remarried. 71-year-old woman got remarried. Yeah. Right? She married this like little 35-year-old tech motherfucker. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'm marrying your mom, bro. Nah, that didn't happen. She married the guy. He was he's old. He's old. He's old. He's, old. he's an old guy. Uh, but she got married and it was great. You know, I hadn't seen my mom in a long time. It was on the East Coast. And uh, I was like, oh man, I did this great thing. I saw my mom. I hadn't seen her in such a long time. It was great. You know, it was a wonderful thing. I love my mother so much. It's great. And then I got on an airplane. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm a better person. I went and I saw my family. This is fucking wonderful. It's great. I got on an airplane. Everybody's got an airplane story. But listen to this fucking story. I got on the airplane. Had a layover in Dallas, Texas. I don't know if you've ever been in Dallas, Texas. But fuck Dallas, Texas. Okay? And I got in the airport. And what you do on a layover is you get really fucking drunk. That's what you're supposed to fucking do. I got hammered. I got on the airplane. And it was a really bad drunk. And, I, and I, when I got on the airplane, um, the stewardess was just being really surly with everybody. You know, like, just, like, just to fucking, she's just being cunty, fucking, it's like, you just, you, you stewardess, I don't really call it, a flight attendant, right? But anyway, so I'm like, uh, I decided to be, like, the guy to stick up for everybody on the plane, <laughs> you know? And I was like, hey, I was like, you know, if you talk to people like they were adults, you know, you might get a better response. And she just, like, did not like that at all, you know? And she's just like, excuse me? Like, what? And I was just like, you know, you're fucking saving the world right now, you know that? You're saving the world. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, who are you? What? You know? And the lady next to me is like this old Chinese lady. And she was even like, like stop. You know, like, do what are you doing, you know? And then I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, my God. Like, no fly list. You know, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, don't do that. So I, I was like, oh, shit. I'm being a dick right now. And I'm being a drunk guy. And I'm being an asshole. I got to, like, somehow, like, save myself from not kicked off the airplane without getting kicked off the airplane, you know? I'm like, so how do I do this? How do I let this lady know that she's being a fucking total just but like not get kicked off the airplane and so she's like she gave me an opening though right she goes hey would you talk to your mother like this would you talk to your mother the way you're talking to me right now and I go well thanks for bringing it up my mom's dead I'm coming back from her funeral right now <laughs> and she shut the fuck up really quick she shut the fuck up real quick she sat her little like she's like I'm so sorry baby and just sit in her chair and, and then I passed out and I forgot that we had that interaction. And then when I got off the airplane, I'm walking off the airplane, and she grabs me before I get off, and she's like, hey, baby, I just want you to say, it gets easier, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? What gets easier? What the fuck are you talking about? She's like, your mama. You know, it gets easier. I'm like, what about my mom? She's like, you're her path in the way. It's like, my mom just got fucking married, you idiot. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I walked up the fucking terminal thing, and I was just like, oh, shit. I'm, I might be on a no-fly list still. I guess that's all I'm trying to say. Uh, be nice. Be, don't be me. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Oh, man, Bodie Lane. Big-dicked Bodie Lane. Guys, we, we have one more comic, your headliner. But after your headliner, hold on. We have a very special guest who's been on Comedy Central and a bunch of other stuff. This is kind of a big deal. So there's going to be a little after hours. If you want to stick around, somebody very funny, very fucking, it's going to stick it to you. But the comic that's coming up now, your headliner for tonight, I don't know what I can say. He moved away. He moved away to Texas 
And we moved away to Texas trying to be some big sh- hot shit fucking cowboy. We lost an artist, man, but he's back now and he only knows the truth. You guys like the truth? Love the truth. Yeah. I don't know if you guys want the truth. Do you guys understand the truth? Yeah. You want the truth? Yeah. All right, let's start chanting truth like it's Jerry. Truth, 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 truth. truth, truth, truth. Chris and The truth. I, uh, as a lot of you know, uh, I went to Texas. Um, I quit comedy last year. Uh, at some point, you realize it's a fucking waste of time. And, uh, and I just got out on the road and I started speaking the truth. Small places at first, and then, you know, things happen. And everywhere I go, you know, people found out somewhere along the way about my collection of crystal figurines. And so invariably, you know, everywhere I go after the show, a couple uh, couple of fans will come up and they'll give me a crystal figurine and we'll talk and everything. And it's great, you know, like my bag gets super heavy. Uh, but I, I love it. And so a perfect example, uh, it was Sunday night earlier this week. I'm in Cincinnati and I'm standing outside the arena and a little girl comes up to me, seven, eight years old. And she gives me a little crystal figurine of a lizard. And she looks up at me and she says, Mr. Knatzer, is it true that President Obama is a lizard? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's wonderful. And uh, I said, yes, little girl, Obama's a lizard. <laughs> how, how joyous is that? The children are awake. <laughs> The awakening is real. All over this great country, people are waking up to the truth. That's right. It feels so good to be awake to the truth. You know the truth. It's right in front of you. The truth is our American political system is a sham. Pepsi versus Coke. Elections in this country are rigged, just like wrestling or the NBA. It's the truth. The truth is that 9-11 was an inside job. And so was Hurricane Katrina. That's right, harp. The truth is that our government, like most governments on this planet and the entire entertainment industrial complex, is controlled by the Illuminati. And the Illuminati are mere puppets. If you're awake, you know that the Illuminati are controlled by the Babylonian Brotherhood, which is composed entirely of reptilians, shapeshifters, not the Anunnaki. See, this is where people stray from the truth. I think most of you are awake, but just in case, because this is going out over the airwaves. You can't confuse people. There's a war coming. The Anunnaki are from Nibiru. That's the 12th planet. As you know, the ninth planet has just come into range. We can't see it yet. As soon as we can see it with a telescope, we'll give it some weird name after a Roman or Greek god. Wait and see. Google this if you're not familiar with it, right? The ninth planet just came in. This is true. It's Time Magazine. 
The Anunnaki are coming. The Anunnaki are here. They started the Sumerian culture, the Babylonian culture, the Draconians, the reptilians, the shapeshifters. They've stayed here. They're closer. Nibiru is an elliptical orbit. They can't come all the time. They'd like to stay. They can't. <laughs> the Anunnaki are into big art. All the big things you know about. Stonehenge, Easter Island, Mount Rushmore. That's all Anunnaki. <laughs> They're referred to in the Bible as the Nephilim, if there are still any believers left. Uh, the giants who walk among us. Anyway, the Anunnaki are benevolent. We are their pets. But we're controlled now by reptilians, shapeshifters. You know about them, right? All right. What I'm telling you is not a glitch in the hologram. What I'm telling you is not a glitch in the hologram. What I'm telling you is not a glitch in the hologram. You're programmed by years of transmissions from the hollow moon base <laughs> to not believe me. Yeah, the moon landing. It's about as real as ISIS. Wake up. <laughs> You've got to wake up. <laughs> the truth gets a room real quiet, doesn't it? <laughs> 